morning, crypto. Good morning, Warriors. Hello and welcome back to another episode of your favorite crypto news channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most relevant and impactful crypto-related topics from a top crypto research team in the world. I'm your host, Abs, joined by several members of our 3T family this morning. We got the Italian stallion, Mr. Johnny Crypto. Mario, also known as the Node Defender, is joining us and a renowned educator in the crypto community. Somebody who showed many of our listeners XRP, XLM, and XDC. Crypto Erie is in the building, ladies and gentlemen, so I'm very excited for today's show. Today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing how Ripple is changing the game with crypto custody as their new acquisition of Medico is potentially unlocking partnerships with Citibank and IBM. Disney Pixar is launching a new film on June 16th with two characters our community should be aware of as XTC has a historic announcement uh, out of Japan with institutions now leveraging XTC to improve interbank transactions. And with new U.S. policy making its debut on Capitol Hill, we break down the details, showing our community how this digital transformation could be the greatest opportunity of our era. Our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like Spotify and Apple Music. And for those of you listening via podcast, our show is live on YouTube, Monday through Friday, 11 a.m. Eastern at the 3T Warrior Academy channel. So, Johnny Crypto, we've got a bunch of exciting news prepared for today. But the one that catches my attention is the Disney Pixar film with Ripple and Lumen as the main character. So I'm excited to get into that. But how are you feeling, my friend? And thank you for being here. They say there's always truth in the movies, so pay attention. But I'm doing great. I'm good morning to all the warrior maniacs out there. Welcome. You know, happy to show up every single day. Appreciate you guys. Love you guys. Great to see Mario here. And we have the one and only Crypto Erie in the house today. It's exciting. I can't wait to hop into it. Very excited. And Mario, I see you remembered your Merlin t-shirt today. So plus one point bonus there. But how are you feeling this morning? And thank you for being here. Yeah, man, I'm feeling great. Uh, super blessed. Hi, Ari. Hi, Johnny. Hi, Abs. Uh, hello, everybody in the chat. Super excited to be here. It is not Taco Tuesday, but I hear we're going to be talking about something that rhymes with tacos. So I'm excited <laughs> about that. <laughs> Absolutely. And Crypto Ari, we're always excited to have you on the show. And just to let you know, you're one of our community's favorites. But we've got some great news prepared for today. How are you feeling and, how, and what's on your mind? Oh, I'm so good. I am just still uh, so excited with the recent announcement that came through in the SBI XDC partnership. So I hope we get to talk about that. Definitely will be crypto area. And we already have 221 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And we're going to get this show started the same way we always do by showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter account. That's at 3TGM Crypto at 4,274 followers. Go smash that follow button. We love talking to you. The Bitcoin fear and greed index is in neutral this morning, Johnny Crypto. And to be honest, it's getting pretty boring covering this chart. We've been sitting in neutral for about a month here. When we look at some of the daily movers, it is red across the board, except for the token that we're going to be talking about today, which is not XRP, but XDC is up about 14% of the day, moving off of this big announcement. When we look at the total coin market cap this morning, we are sitting at $1.13 trillion in total market cap. Bitcoin is 46% dominance. Ethereum is about 20%. We've got Bitcoin sitting at 26900 Ethereum 1800 XRP back over 50 cents, up 13% on the seven-day, sitting at about 51 cents this morning. Cardano is 37. And let's scroll down to one of our favorites, Johnny Crypto. Quant Network is another one performing extremely well, up to about 117. And before we get into our articles for today, Johnny, I got to kick it over to you. You're not going to get that $60 quant. It doesn't look like $60 quant's coming anytime soon, but the market's performing well. How does that make you feel? 
so depressed you know i really when we were at when we were below 100 i thought hey this thing has a chance you know maybe we got a shot at 80 i was i had the truck in reverse i was ready to back that so bitch up and nope it doesn't want it's it's stubborn man it doesn't want to come down there so i'm either gonna have to cave in and buy it higher or you know we'll wait and see we still got some time before the bull run apps i do believe there'll be another pullback but it is look at it it is strong man there's a lot of money behind it i love this one it's one of my favorite you know that already uh, I just want, I'm greedy. I just want to buy it for cheaper. So I don't know. We'll just have to wait and see. Crypto, we're going to talk about a lot of projects today, but I want to ask you, is there any projects that you're keeping an eye on that aren't part of the big three? We like to call the big three on this channel, XRP, XLM, and I guess for today, Quant Network. So what's on your mind? Uh, Quant, of course, I know you just, you just told me it's one of the big three and then it's not, you know, part of the part of the outside circle that you want to know about, but I totally agree. Quant is one that I have someone who's in the banking industry and has worked with this technology and keeps telling me, don't even think about selling it yet. So I've been been very, very, very bullish on it. And I've been bullish on it for a long time. And, and I've been, uh, you know, getting a little bit at a time because it is expensive, but I have been uh, continuing to buy even at this high price. Mario, and before we get into the show, we got to talk a little bit of XRP because yesterday the price chart was doing something exciting. And of course, we broke down that 53 cents was going to be that key level to watch. We went right up to that number, tested it, couldn't break that resistance. So now we're about 50 cents this morning. How are those moves to you? And is there any other projects you're watching? Yeah, like I was actually listening to Blockchain Backer this morning and uh, he was talking about how the XRP price chart looks the best out of all the other out of all the the, the crypto uh, price charts that he's been looking into we're at the 702 retracement right there so those are very key levels he actually had a he had he had some fractals comparing uh, you know previous trends of, of XRP price chart and if it plays out how he has it on there I mean we're, we're due for like a really big explosion and obviously the news we're, we're, we could be having very good news right around the corner as far as the case is concerned. So that could drive the price up. But nonetheless, I think, you know, we've been seeing it over the last couple of days. Uh, XRP certainly looks the strongest uh, or one of the strongest out of the entire uh, or at least, you know, the top coin market cap. Uh, Bitcoin seems to be a little bit on the weak side. You know, things are going kind of sideways. It is still still kind of bear market territory. So nothing new there. But June is a, tomorrow. So let's see what happens. It is pretty exciting and area. I'm excited to get your thoughts on this latest article as everyone has been talking about the him and emails that are set to be released on June 13th. And the Ripple has had a plethora of acquisitions and big mergers since then. I'm going to read through a quick list and then I'd like to get your thoughts on what you're anticipating for June. A couple of videos surfaced on Google's assistant saying that XRP's price chart could be unavailable after June 13th. Ripple went and acquired Metaco. The NASDAQ congratulated Ripple on that acquisition, and then the XRP price went on to climb and touched just below 53 cents. Ripple's on-demand liquidity partner, Tranglo, partnered with AI Anasara Exchange, the UAE's largest outward personal remittance, and Ripple launched a central bank digital currency platform. So a lot of exciting announcements coming out of this company. And the speculation here is that the him and emails put the SEC in a difficult situation, possibly leading to a settlement or at least a resolution sometime soon. So I'd love to hear, what are you anticipating? Well, it's interesting. I, I didn't see that tweet um, in before I put out an email that I also think that Ripple's going to be doing a lot of acquisitions, a lot of partnerships, and a lot of uh, possibly some sort of uh, you know deep 
investments into more of the ecosystem as they spread their wings and they're going out beyond payments. And I have been noticing a little bit of a pattern over the last few years, and that is SBI seems to make a move in one direction or another or with one company or another, and they are always connected in that circle of group, whether it's Standard Charter, whether it's uh, Sigmund uh, Bank, or they're all kind of moving within this same ecosystem. And when SBI makes a move, very often that move is followed by something very similar by Ripple. So I took a look and I listed 10 different uh, acquisitions and investments that SBI has done just this year. And I said, I can probably tell you that we'll bingo on at least half of these that Ripple will also follow suit with uh, because they are all just building out beyond payments right now. And so I think that the space is very much growing, even in this bear market. And, and if there are, are, if there are the naysayers, they're the minority and they're just loud and noisy. So I think that this space is just poised for some tremendous growth. And I think with uh, what's going on in, in all of the big companies that are just ignoring the fact that the US is a little bit lost right now in, in its lack of regulatory clarity, um, we are in a really great space and it's very exciting. And it reminds me of a quote we got a couple of weeks ago, Johnny, where Brad Garlinghouse said, while the rest of the industry's journey against the SEC is only beginning, Ripple's journey is finally coming to a close. And I can tell that you're doing something else. So I'm going to go right into this video here. As Monica Long, one of the lead executives at Ripple, was commenting on the Medico acquisition, we're going to connect this video to a re uh, related article. Here we go. So uh, just last week, we announced that we acquired Medico for $250 million. Medico is the leading provider of custody solutions for enterprises. Uh, they're their customer base is some of the largest banks in the world. This fits really well with Ripple's core business, which, you know, since uh, 2014, 2015, Ripple's been the leader really pursuing enterprise crypto-based solutions with financial institutions. Uh, so bringing together the Medico team with Ripple, we're going to be able to provide uh very highly secure custody solutions to our customers within our payment space, our liquidity hub base, and even our CBDC base. Oh, I, ha I have a comment on this. <laughs> uh, within that uh, acquisition, if you look back just about six weeks ago, uh, Metaco, which is how the company says it, by the way, if you go to the company website and listen to how they pronounce their company name. They pronounce it Metaco instead of Medico. I think Medico sounds, it rolls off the tongue easy for Americans and Canadians. But if you listen to how they pronounce it, it's Metaco. And they uh, also do the custody for a wallet that's called Zodia. And SBI just acquired Zodia about wow. six weeks ago. So this is an example of what I'm saying. So if you had paid attention to what SBI had done six weeks ago, it 
they are mirroring each other in how they're moving in this space. And another thing that's catching my attention in the live chat right now, they are talking about the Ledger wallet debacle. And while you're here, I'd love to get some of your thoughts. We debated it on our show. They made themselves look very poor, right? The structural change they made, it wasn't as big of a deal as the debacle that they had when it came to the media. So I wanted to hear your thoughts. Did it change the way you look at their company? Well, I never have promoted them and I never promoted them because I know the importance of open source. And I just always stayed quiet because you, sometimes it's better to, well, I don't know if that's even the right thing to say. If you're too loud in this space against what other people are talking about, they think you are going against the grain and that you're attacking them. But I, I never, ever, I actually have two nanos in the box, in their original wrap that I never unboxed. And, and it's because... I made the purchase and then I realized, oh my gosh, this is closed software. It, the firmware is not open for third party people to test the vulnerabilities. And I said to myself, no way. That was $500. That's how much they, they at the time I made the purchase, they were $250 each. I just wrote off that $500 and I said, I'm never gonna use these. Wow. I've never, I've never promoted and I've, I've always known. And that's one of the reasons why the some which is now uh, Zaman, is so fantastic is because we're talking about we're talking about a wallet that nobody can subpoena the keys to. With this kind of situation, you can actually, through a court subpoena, get the keys and they can they will have to comply if the government says that that's what they'll do. Now, I understand for some people, the recovery is really great. And they don't care if they're going to have that risk, but it seems awfully strange to me that for a community that, um, in, in it's the Bitcoin community too, not your keys, not your crypto. And I think the XRP community doesn't trust the government a whole lot. I mean, I saw a lot of narrative around there recently about how people were fearing that the government was going to take their XRP away. So why would you use, I'm sorry, I just have to say, why would you use um, a, a wallet that has that chance. Now, they did say on the 23rd of May that they're going to um, fast track, or they use the word accelerate, that they're going to accelerate their open source um, roadmap. Okay, great. That's good. But there was no roadmap. I mean, we to me, those are just words. I want to see what, what are the dates that we're going to be able to view this um, completely open source software. And I guess until I see that is done and it has been tested by a third party for checking for the vulnerabilities, it's a risky situation for me and I, I won't use it. That's how I feel about it. Johnny Crypto, you had an interesting take last week. So before we move on, I'd like to get your thoughts on the ledger debacle. How do you feel about crypto eerie statements? Well, like I said the other day, this is little, this is a typical Harvard case study you're going to be reading about a few years from now of what not to do when you're doing a product launch. They could not have, they could not have, they, they completely blew this thing up. They could not have handled it any worse than they did. They lost a shit ton of business um, and they were sitting on top of it, you know, and, and there are some people that, that trust code, you know, non-open source code. And that's fine. If those people are comfortable with the risk, I think that's, you know, that's, that's fine. But the way they handled it, Abs, you cannot flip flop and go back and forth and say things to confuse people. You have to say something. You have to be very consistent. You have to stick with it. Um, and you saw we had Brad on the show 
you know, a couple weeks ago on Brad, um, not Garling House. But I know. But I was Brad, say, Brad Pipes. Not the one you may be thinking of. <laughs> yeah, Brad Pipes came out. He been, he's been using Ledger for six years, and he said he, he he's moving away from it. He, he can't trust it. They lost the one thing that is the most important for any company, and it is trust. And let me tell you something. It takes years to earn trust and five seconds to lose it. And it ain't easy to get it back when you do. And that, that's all I'll say there, Apps, is I think they really, unfortunately, shot themselves in the foot. Um, but they still are the market leader. They will probably survive this. They'll come out with a open source, as Crypto Erie said. They have to at this point. And then they'll have two versions. They already said they're delaying the whole backdoor you know, deal or the whole deal to be able to reset your pet. That's gone. They're not, that's all on hold. They're not doing it. They realized that the uproar was too high. So I don't, I don't really know. The reality is any software will always have some kind of risk in it. As we talked about, there's nothing that's hundred percent bulletproof. If you think there is, I got a bridge in Brooklyn. I'm happy to sell you. You just go with something that you feel is the most comfortable that helps you sleep at night. And the best way to be honest with you, I'm not a financial advisor, not financial advice. I like to diversify my stuff in different areas. Maybe a little bit on an exchange that I trust a lot on some hot wallets, cold wallets. You spread it around so yeah. you minimize your risk. To me, that's your best bet. And then you use Merlin to keep track of it all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Gary, I just wanted to get some closing remarks. A lot of people are looking for solutions, and I think Johnny just presented one. But from you, what do you see as a solution to Ledger? A different product or decentralized? What do you think? Well, I, I, I do exactly what Johnny just said. Uh, mine is spread out everywhere. One of the very first cold wallets that I had used and I love because of the amount of, um, uh, there's like a thousand tokens that it supports is Cobol Vault. Not a lot of people have heard about it, but it's big in Asia. Um, I also, you know, spread, I have some, I have a, I have a little bit on a couple of exchanges, one exchange that does a kind of staking. Um, I have, I have MetaMask. I even have paper wallets, believe it or not. I don't recommend them because those are really, really risky um, to lose, to get wet, to what have you. But I do have actually um, crypto on paper wallets too, as well. So I'm, I'm pretty much spread all over the place in, in, in my risk, but um, I think that you just have to mitigate your risk as much as possible. And there's just no way I would put everything on a ledger. And I know a lot of people have, and there's just, there's just no way. I mean, look at Coinbase, they got subpoenaed and they gave up 13,000 accounts to the government. You, you just don't have a choice. And with the way that the United States government has acted, uh, there's just zero trust there. So I think that everybody should be aware that you're not doing a, a hold your keys um, properly by yourself when you're in that kind of situation. Thank you, Harry. And we got 469 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And thank you for being here on this Wednesday. I am excited to show our listeners the story about Disney Pixar launching a new film called Elemental, where the main characters are Wade Ripple and Ember Lumen, but we were talking about the Medico acquisition. So I'm going to close out that, or not, not Medico, sorry, Erie, Mataco acquisition. So I want to close out that conversation. After a little, uh, we like to call it investigative journalism yesterday, we found that Citibank partners with Mataco to develop institutional digital asset custody capabilities. Now, that's not the only blue chip uh, company partnered with Mataco, as IBM is another company that could soon be leveraging Mataco, which is now indirectly Ripple. So without providing any more details, what do you think about these updates? Uh, sorry, Crypto Erie. Oh, 
I'm so sorry. Um, so you're 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 asking about the updates with the Metaco? Yes. So now that Metaco has been acquired by Ripple and yeah. they were partnered with Citibank and IBM, oh, obviously okay. those, those partnerships are going to move into Ripple, oh. which is pretty exciting. Yeah, yeah, that is exciting. And I think what is the most exciting part about that is you're seeing the expansion of the Amazon and crypto come to fruition because this is more than just books now. So when you look at the uh, 62 page report that came out by Ripple called the Value Report 2023, they talk about their three areas of focus, not in the future, I'm talking about right now, one of which is tokenization. And they cite that three quarters of the financial institutions globally are very, very much looking towards DeFi in their business solution. And that that we'll talk about it in a little bit, but that's also one of the reasons why I'm sure you saw SBI do a do a um, a big partnership with XDC is because there's a staking element to it. Staking and the DeFi is going to save a lot of these institutions. It's going to bring a new service to their clients. It's going to bring a new revenue stream. It is so key to the actual uh, ecosystem of the financial space. So what do I think? Um, just to get back to your original question, Ripple's expanded business model is happening right in front of us. And this is going to allow them to provide that DeFi solution for all of those financial institutions around the world. And it's huge. It's gigantic. I mean, you just think about it. Just just think about if three quarters of the financial institutions think that that's part of their business model now, it'll be 100% in three to five years. Johnny, and it's not Taco Tuesday, Tuesday, but it's Mataco Wednesday here. And the NASDAQ was congratulating Ripple on that acquisition. We talked about this a little bit on the show yesterday, but I want to get your thoughts again. How do you feel about uh, the NASDAQ congratulating Ripple on their acquisition when we know the NASDAQ is launching custody services later this year? Can you smell an IPO in the air? That's what I'm telling you. That's what I'm smelling. Can you smell what's cooking? Uh, you know, Brad has said, Abs, that. Uh, he wants to take uh, Ripple public. And the reality is, if it wasn't for the SEC monkey on its back, Ripple would have probably gone public around the time Coinbase did when the market was pumping. That's the optimal time to do it when everybody's speculating, right? And everything's high and everybody's feeling great. And so the reality is, you know, that's not that didn't happen because of the, the lawsuit. But you know, I, I presume we'll get a ruling between now and September. And once that happens and that monkey's off their back, the next thing coming up is you'll probably see Ripple announcing an IPO. My guess is sometime on the you know within the, during the next bull run, and yes, it'll most likely uh, probably ninety nine percent chance it'll be on the Nasdaq because that is basically the tech stock uh, uh, exchange for any company that's going to go uh, and launch publicly. Can I just say one thing really really quick? Of course, I I got I got a lot of uh, feedback in my comments that oh. Eddie, I can't believe you fell for that fake Photoshop picture. And then, of course, I really thought, wow, did I get duped here? Is that really a, a fake picture? Now, the Metaco people did put it out, so I don't think they would um, do something like that. But what it led me to do is to find out exactly how do you get your name up on that location right there. And I found out from the uh, 
from the rate sheet that they have, the NASDAQ has a rate sheet, you can start as little as $5,000 up to $50,000 in a plan to get your name on that billboard right there. So I'm guessing that, yes, it was definitely kind of a kind of a, a secret sign that they're thinking about the IPO very soon. But I also know that this is probably very simply a, um, an advertisement that someone took out, either Ripple or Metaco or the two, you know, whatever. And and it wasn't a big long one because you can go on to a live stream and see this and you can yeah. see the actual yeah there's a live stream live cam that you can look so it was probably a very short just a one day only package advertising package but i think it was real i don't think this was fake and here's something i can promise you guys for five thousand dollars i guarantee if merlin becomes successful we will be up there someday now i'm only teasing johnny but we got 500 live listeners joining us show us some love smash that like button Aerie. although that that video may have been short or the the image may have been fake this is some pretty exciting news i'd like to connect to this story as brad garlinghouse liked to tweet that the digital asset investor put out digital asset investor said dimes to donuts this thing is over Brad Garlinghouse obviously liked that tweet, and he knows people like us are going to be watching. So what do you think? Is there anything we can take from this? Yeah, I went and looked to make sure that the like was really there, and it really is there. <laughs> it really is. But also, um, I don't know if you – yeah, I don't know if you know, Johnny. Um, there, he also liked the picture of you and Abs standing next to him at the Las Vegas event. Oh, that's awesome. Yes. Oh, did he oh, like it? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah, yeah. You've got a like also. It's oh, the three awesome. of you together. So if you go down and check out all the likes, um, your picture is there too. And I thought that was fantastic. I guess we made it, Johnny Crypto. I guess we made it. Well, we're trying to get him on the show. So we'll see how much he likes us. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But that's awesome. Thanks for sharing that, Eddie. Because I, I didn't Johnny know. and Mario, I got to get some fun thoughts from you here. We're trying to say there could be a settlement. There could be, you know, what does Brad Garlinghouse know that we don't? And why do you think he's comfortable making likes like this on Twitter? Again, he knows people like us are going to be watching. Yeah, well, I mean, I've been, I've been thinking ever since the SEC and Ripple asked for the extension, you know, jointly. I thought that alone was a little bit like, you know, timing. The timing was was just perfect. Uh, so in my head, I've been playing all these different scenarios about a potential uh, settlement, obviously. And then all these news just started to unravel last week, you know, with with obviously the the Metaco acquisition and and you know, it's just starting to look like things could be over. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised if it happens at this point. Like I said before, it's already June tomorrow, so you know. We're counting the days. I think we're counting the days at this point. And plus, we heard Brad Garlinghouse say that we could be weeks and not months. So another hint there. Spot on in the last Metaco news that we have for today. And I'm going to continue to butcher that throughout the show. So just be ready for that. But they've done it again. They said Medico has won the Digital Asset Initiative of the Year at last week's Global Custodians Leadership in Custody Asia Awards for the unique institutional digital asset services are technology enabled for flagship institutions to launch in the market. Let me put that in simple English here, Ari. They're allowing institutions to get involved in crypto, and now they're being awarded for that. Just to close us out on this segment, any closing thoughts here? What's it mean to you? No, I just think we can all see that this is going to be part of the solutions that banks are going to bring us, and it's wonderful, and I can't wait. And the digital asset space is going to be able to be um, respected for the for the 
the benefits that it brings through this managed uh, in a smart way, lending and staking. And I'm just thrilled to see it. Johnny, and you're going to be excited for this next article. Is When we first started this show, you were a big advocate for the ADA community. Well, their founder, Charles Hoskins, is also making some statements about the XRP lawsuit. And the first thing I thought of when I saw these quotes was on December 15th of 2022. He told us he thought the lawsuit would be over in a couple of weeks. Well, here we are six, eight months later, and he's regurgitating the same thing. He was asked in a recent AMA on Twitter, Charles, do you think the Ripple case gets resolved soon? He said, yes, I do. I think probably next month, which would put us right in June. So I just wanted to get some thoughts there, Rhoda. Well, listen, everybody and their mother got the damn thing wrong. Everybody's been throwing out times for a year and a half, and everybody's wrong. So I'm not going to crucify Charles for that whatsoever. In fact, Charles even came out and said it was just a rumor. He said that right at that time, and everybody forgot that he actually said that, and they crucified him anyway. I'm not out. Listen, the crypto community needs to come together. It, need, it doesn't need to fight. It's got enough enemies already uh, opposing it. We don't want to see it. So I want to see guys like Charles, and I want to see everybody get together. And so I'm not going to say nothing bad about him. I like Charles. I like Cardano. I like the approach you're taking. Um, you know, so from that perspective, and you know what happens in this case, he might be right. We actually might get a ruling sometime this month. I think everybody and their mother is expecting a ruling in June. I think everybody's going to be disappointed if we don't get one in June, but I'm telling you right now, we're not getting a ruling until after those Hinman emails come out. There's no doubt the judge is waiting for those to come out. I think so everybody can see the smoking gun and it makes her job a lot easier if everybody else could see what she sees. That's just my own two cents. Well, Johnny, we, we often reference all the world being a stage, and this could be a primary example of that here. The two characters here from Disney's new Pixar movie, Elemental, are named Wade Ripple and Ember Lumen, obviously XRP and XLM. They live in a city connected by bridges, and this new video or new movie is set to be released on June 16th. So I really just wanted to have a fun conversation here, but you can take this a serious way, Johnny. And the way that I'd like to frame this is subconscious programming. Let's go back to Coach JV and what we all started with a couple of years ago. They tell the masses what's coming before it actually takes place. And this could be a great example of preparing people for Ripple and Stellar to be part of the mainstream narrative going forward. So obviously it's a Disney movie. I don't want to get too serious here, but what do you think? What's on your mind? Well, they spelled Lumen wrong. That's the number one. <laughs> if you're going to do this a little programming, do it right. But um, nonetheless, Abs, yeah, it'll be very interesting to see if the movie has any kind of crypto type, uh, undertone to it so i don't know much about it i haven't seen the previews yet but it would be interesting to see if there's anything like that at all or if it's about currency or money or transfers or whatever it'd be very very interesting uh to see nonetheless but it definitely it definitely procures your interest like hmm why did they choose those names no question about it something's up we often say there's no such thing as a coincidence, just an unrecognized pattern, Johnny Crypto. And this one, they're not hiding it very well. So Crypto, Erie, and Mario, I'd love to get your thoughts. Erie, what, what does this mean to you? I think it's kind of cute. And I think there's somebody who's co-producing or the producer or the writer. Somebody's in crypto, that's for sure. And somebody's doing us a favor and letting us know what's coming, Mario. What are you thinking? Wasn't there, wasn't there some comments from... Uh, um... Oh man, how could I be forgetting the name? Like one of the, one of the co-founders of of XRP working at Ripple. Oh, David Schwartz when he said David that Schwartz. has land, Ripple has water. Is exactly. That Didn't he make a reference to elements? So I think that that's another thing that's there. But you know, whether it's connected or not, hey, listen, we as humans we like to point connections, we like to create, you know, compare things. So 
it's but it's interesting let's see let's see what, how that plays out i don't know if it's gonna have like uh, johnny said if it has some kind of crypto element to the movie but uh, i'll certainly watch it because i got kids and they and they love these these movies so i'll certainly be watching it i mean what got what got me here is not only is his last name it's wade ripple and i forget the other one lumen but they live in a world of bridges i mean come on guys what are we talking about here obviously they're not trying to there's no such thing as a coincidence. that is way too coincidental so johnny give me some closing thoughts am i right here are they programming the masses with this movie I mean, there is certainly a lot of, uh, <laughs> there's a lot of definitely close connections for sure. Ripple, Lumen, Bridges. I mean, no doubt about it, you know? So, yeah, I mean, it's something that, I mean, I, Mario will have to tell us when he watches it, you know, 16 times with his kids. And, uh, you know, and I'm sure what, now I'm going to have to watch it, Abs, because now I got to see if there's a connection that we can talk about. But it, it's not surprising. See, I think, I think Eddie's right. Somebody there, the writer likes crypto you know, or someone said, Hey, you know, whatever, but nonetheless, there's definitely uh, some ties there. I can certainly see the, the programming of it, you know, bridges, ripple, lumen. It all makes sense. My man. And it is definitely uh, sounds like something's going on there. Johnny. And I love this clip. This is a popular clip that was circulating on Twitter of you guys actually discussing how the internet boom and the crypto boom have some very cool similarities. So I'm going to play this brief clip and go back to the group here. Here we go. Well, one thing that is right almost exact is how the media is bad mouthing the new technology but back in the day when the internet was first coming into being they talked about it being for porn and how it was you know for criminals and how they were going to steal your credit cards if you tried to do any transactions on the internet and how you could ne- it would never be safe now the good news is we're we are here as we say all the time we're here so early in this space that I know it feels like we're late because we're sitting here waiting. We are in a fundamental shift of technology from Web 2.0 to 3.0. And Johnny, that's something that everyone in our space seems to agree upon. We're in a fundamental shift from Web 2.0 into Web 3.0. But this is what I wanted to connect it to. This latest article out of Coinbase says that China has the most to gain from the U.S. crypto regulations. And of course, the regulation by enforcement taking place today. So, Ari, there's, there was some exciting news that on June 1st, Hong Kong was going to be enabling uh, some some new crypto services. I can't remember off the top of my head, but I wanted to get your thoughts. Do you think that could be a catalyst for a crypto bull run? We're seeing adoption take place very quickly in Asia. Yeah. Okay. So I've been following this closely. I have a fellow uh, YouTuber friend. Her name is Jemmy, and she is living in Hong Kong. Um, You can sometimes see the two of us converse. She's excited, of course, because this has been... Um, off limits for a while. Now, if you, Hong Kong's got a very small population. It's only like three, it's, someone can double check and, and let you know in your, in the chat, it's 3.3 or 3.6 million people. So it's a very small population. So do I think it could have an impact? Yes, but it's going to be still a little bit limited. What's really going on here. And there's just two exchanges thus far who have been, um, approved to to sell these tokens to retail traders and there's about 16 i listed those on my on my what is it? oh 7.4 okay i'm sorry i'm wrong wow okay 7.4 but still i would say that's relatively a small population so if you look at the amount of tokens that the two exchanges are trading there's only about 16 of them and that's that's important i think if you are looking for uh, some potential projects that you haven't researched yet, I would use that list, quite honestly, to see uh, 
if there's anything interesting in those 16. But this is what I think. Hong Kong is used as a sandbox for mainland China. And yes, if this goes successful for Hong Kong and Hong Kong feels like they can manage this ecosystem while the United States isn't managing at all, the United States is just completely lost and and not paying attention and not keeping up. And here we have China seeing, okay, all right, here's our chance. The window's open. Let's go into Hong Kong. Let's let's get this working so that that we can perfect it. And then they'll slowly, should it, should they feel comfortable, they will probably slowly roll it out into mainland China. Absolutely, this is putting China in a better position. And the longer the United States can't figure it out, the more China is going to take advantage of this. And Johnny, I know you had some additional comments, but the reason I played that video before showing this article is because Brian Armstrong, the CEO of Coinbase, is highlighting exactly what you said. Crypto, like the internet before it, has the potential to modernize finance and numerous other sectors, from supply chains to social media by offering faster, cheaper, more private, and accessible platforms. Now, you said it yourself. When the internet first came out, they told you it's only nefarious activity. It's going to make people stop using their brains. There was all sorts of narratives. We're seeing the same thing go on with crypto here. So what does that mean to you? Well, first of all, it is kind of weird watching yourself talk. But remind me to talk to the editor of those videos. They cut out the best part where we talked about you being in diapers during that time. But, Abs, you're absolutely That's right. We made um, that editor the big bucks, Johnny. <laughs> I guess you got to the editor before I did, but uh, but uh, and I don't think anybody realizes that Mario's the editor. But nonetheless, um, we uh, you know, crypto is right in this case. The, the reality is, we already know that the U.S. has taken a backseat to crypto innovation. We're the leader, we're the innovators of the world, and we decided we're not innovating in this space. We're letting the rest of the world move forward with it. You're seeing it happen everywhere, and we're just going to be followers at the end of the day. So it's, it's absolutely right. China and the rest of the world, Hong Kong, Dubai, everywhere, they're all taking over and they're taking the lead in this space. And what's sad about it is as we transition from Web 2.0 to 3.0, who's ever in the lead of that, right? This is where the world is moving. This is the next um, iteration of technology that's going to drive the world for the next 100 years or maybe maybe even more. And the people in the lead will, will, will you know, that will that will enable them to be future innovators and leaders and the way the world is moving. And you don't want, you know, another country being that, especially when, you know, you, well, you're seeing basically the baton being passed. The U.S. is kind of handing off that that leadership of innovation. You're seeing the currency of the dollar fall. I mean, everything's falling apart in the U.S. It's a very, very sad, it's a very, very sad time of where the U.S. is heading, to be honest with you, in my opinion, Mario, give me some closing remarks here. We're seeing central bank digital currencies also take effect in many Asian continent or many Asian countries, whether it's Japan, China, or several other places. Central bank digital currencies are becoming more important by the day. Do you think that plays a role into what we just said about the internet, crypto, and this new technology boom? Yeah, absolutely. I I really think it does. And at the same time as uh, you know what Johnny was just saying, I've already said this before. I don't think that the U.S. is letting themselves fall behind. I think that they are making it seem that way. But I have a hard time believing that they don't realize what's happening with blockchain or they don't realize how much blockchain can have, like how much it can impact the infrastructure of, of the financial system or the infrastructure of the internet going forward. As, as the video just talked about, you know, the next boom after the internet. And we know that blockchain is the evolution. We have to bring in that value into, into the internet. And I don't see any other way. I mean, we certainly can't use the SWIFT system to bring value into the internet, right? So 
it, it's it's the next best thing uh, available out there is is blockchain and it's secure and you know it allows for transactions to be um, visible in the ledger. So it makes total sense. And I doubt again, I doubt the U.S. is not aware of it. I doubt that they aren't making plans. They obviously just don't want the public to know. It's nothing new. Um, you know, we've, we've seen time and time again, things being developed without the public's knowledge or going against those things and then just coming out when, when it's too late for the public to, to invest or to have any kind of involvement. So whether China will, will, um, will be the leader, um, I mean, it certainly looks that way, right? So that's the part that we got to look at, but I certainly don't think the U S is, is letting themselves fall behind, like behind closed doors. That makes sense. And here's another video kind of highlighting that, Mario. As in 2018, William Hinman, who was an SEC commissioner at the time, gave Ethereum and Bitcoin seemingly a free pass during a speech. Well, here he is being questioned by Congressman Brad Sherman. And for once, Brad Sherman, he asked some pretty good questions. Why aren't you stopping all the ICOs, which are clearly unregulated investments? So... When I talk about taking a balanced approach, what we are trying to do is recognize this, this new technology, specifically the blockchain technology that underlies it, may have some promise. Oh, I'm not saying bland blockchain, just ban the ICOs. Okay. You can't ban you can't yeah. the, the ICOs. What a, nah. Go ahead, Johnny. No, I want to hear your take. I, the guy just no, it's just ridiculous. You, you, you know, the the that's being the ICOs. The reality is, a lot of times, what's happening here is the ICOs are being used to fund the development of some of this stuff, and it helps enable it to get it to get this stuff built. And so, if you ban the ICO, then the blockchain doesn't get done. I think that's the part he doesn't understand. It's just this is retarded. It doesn't make sense. So the reality is, how do you enable? the ICOs to get done legally and safely and protect the, the crowd. And at the same time, you know, go ahead to build these future technologies. So to me, that would have been, I think, a better response abs than just, oh, yeah, just paying the ICOs. It just tells me he doesn't understand really uh, much about it. But we know he's been anti-crypto from day one. So I'm, I'm not surprised we haven't gotten anything, you know, positive out of him from, from that perspective. No surprises there. And somebody just commented, why does Johnny Creighton continue to support Sorry, let me read this one more time. Why does Johnny Crypto continue to support obvious projects such as VeChain and Cardano? They're calling those con projects. So, Johnny, you love to talk to the fans. Real quick, why do you think Why do you think you're being called out here? What is it? Mean? Actually, I would flip it the other way around. What makes him think that VeChain and Cardano are con projects? That's the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard of. Yeah. I mean, VeChain fired up with Charles Hoskinson. I really yeah, do. I just think this is a hater out there. But the reality is, you know, a con project. Okay, if you're going to call something a con, come out and, and give the argument. Why is it a con? Present the evidence. You know, maybe there's information that, that we haven't heard of, and I'd be happy to hear it. And, you know, and, and you know, you guys know me. I'll change my opinion based on new data. You know, if it's a truly a con, I'll be the first one to come out and say it's a con. I haven't seen any evidence from Hawkinson other than people who just don't like him because he picks on XRP. So you got a bunch of XRP people that dislike him. That's not a reason to say his project is a con. That's just ridiculous. Um, but you know, I'd love to hear Crypto Aries' thoughts on what, her, what, what you know, what's her don't thoughts. Worry, on? We got another comment here, and it says, "We love you, Johnny." I think that <laughs> you know, we love the that one speaks for the community. But Aries, I wanted to get some of your thoughts as well. There's a lot you can take from that Hinman clip, but we've talked about it a lot on our channel. We believe he was incentivized for Ethereum to succeed, and that could be one of the reasons he would never ban an ICO. But what stuck out most to you? Well, I think you got a bingo there. So, I mean, 
I think everybody with all the research that's been done understands that there was a great financial incentive for him to let that go through and to, um, you know, not bring it up in terms of uh, what he was trying to achieve. So, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. And it's really a shame that we've got people like Sherman in power, but we only can blame ourselves because he's been elected to do that. So we have to re we have to rethink how we get the word out that he is so um, destructive in the American competitiveness going forward. That's a, that's a big thing. I, I, I think that we should focus on how to better get the real information out so that the people who are voting can make a better decision in the future. Exactly. And Johnny Crypto, when we're talking about making better decisions in the future, one of the ways that our listeners can utilize that is by using the smartest way to track your crypto. Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses, and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to MerlinCrypto.com. That's MerlinCrypto.com and sign up for our free 30-day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. And Johnny, obviously Merlin is the smartest way to track your crypto, but with the ledger debacle taking place, decentralization is one of the ways that you can, you know, prevent yourself from taking some losses during a bear market. And what Merlin allows you to do is track all of your different exchanges through one application while creating an exit plan for those tokens. So guys, check out 30 days absolutely free down below. And we're going to be choosing from the wait list for some beta testing. So Johnny, any closing announcements for Merlin? And then we're going to get into the XDC article. Mm, I nailed it right. Get on the wait list, guys, because when we do launch it, hopefully in the next uh, next 30 to 60 days, at least that's the plan for now, uh, You, anybody on the wait list is going to get early access to be able to test and try it out. So if you want to try it out and you want to be one of the first, you got to get on that wait list. Click on the link below and just sit back and wait for that email. Absolutely. And I'm excited to get into this article because this could be the biggest story of today. And Crypto Erie, I know you've got some very exciting news to share for our listeners. As XDC's network gets Japanese foothold via partnership with SBI subsidiary. And whenever anyone hears SBI, they think of this article right here where SBI CEO said every bank in Japan will use Ripple by 2025. Well, that's only about 18 months away, and that date is approaching quicker than ever. So let's give our listeners an update on how XDC could be the token that they've decided to use. XDC's network has broadened its presence into Japan market through a partnership with SBI VC Trade, a cryptocurrency exchange subsidiary of Tokyo-based financial holdings company SBI. The XDC network announced that it would be added to SBI's crypto exchange subsidiary. They said, we're delighted to expand our cryptocurrency offerings by adding XDC to our exchange. XDC's network brings a unique value proposition to trade financial markets, and we believe its addition will enhance our customers' trading experience. And that's just one of the big details that XDC is going to be providing. But, Erie, I know you've got some great news for our listeners. So with that being said, the floor is yours. 
Yeah, I won't be long, but I do really want to put this out because this is a big deal, everybody. And and it's not that it's going to replace XRP as a payment token uh, for RippleNet. That's not what's going on here. Now, SBI is the largest outside shareholder of Ripple and definitely has invested uh, in many, many ways into the digital asset XRP Uh more than just ODL. So they are ODL user, but they've done a lot more with using the digital asset XRP in terms of turning it into utility. So they understand the value of how a digital asset can superpower a protocol. And right now, the SBI group has an SBI R3 Japan joint venture. 51% owned by SBI, 35% owned by R3, and 14% owned by Sumitomo Mitsui Financial Group, which is the one of the three mega banks in Japan. Now, what they want to do, because they use R3 technology to do a supply chain solution for them. They use R3 to do the STO exchange that's in, in Osaka. They license out the R3 technology in many different solutions here in Japan. They want to have a token that works well with R3, of course. And they also, like I said, they really, really want to have a staking solution because they've gone very deep in staking. SBI VC Trade is a wholly owned company. It's not like a, it, well, I guess you could call it a subsidiary, but it's a wholly owned company and it is one of, it is one of the gem jewels in the crown of all of the companies that SBI has. And Mr. Kitao is very much on top of what happens on this particular website. And they built a, a freestanding website with SBI did. SBI built a website to make this XDC announcement. Can you believe it? They're going to do trading. They're going to let BC uh, B2C2, which is the largest market maker in the world, handle the liquidity. And they've got a use case announced coming in August on their roadmap. What will that use case be? It's my opinion, it's going to be something with Corda. I don't know exactly how they're going to make it work, but I think we're going to see this Corda XDC come into play together in Japan, which is going to be super, super exciting. So you think about how they have the ability to license and sell the R3 software here. And if they throw the XDC uh, token into that mix, this is going to be great for the XDC holders. So I think this is a huge, huge partnership. And wasn't there a connection, uh, Kripturi, between R3, Corda, and JP Morgan? I know it was a whole bunch of, there was a whole okay. connection. So yeah. JP Morgan originally invested into R3, but they left and they went on to build their own. Of course, we know that story now. They went on to build their own, which was um, Quorum. And, and they ended up giving that. Well, then the price that they sold it to Lubin was never disclosed. I, I think they just gave it to him. But um, they, JP Morgan didn't really want to play in a, 
sandbox with a lot of people. They wanted to have their own sandbox with their own toys and they didn't want to share. So that's where the uh, background goes with JP Morgan on that one. Johnny, there's something else I wanted to say about that JP Morgan connection is that I believe they were one of the only four, 40 top banks on the planet were part of R3's consortium. JP Morgan was the biggest bank to leave that consortium in 2019. So there's a reason they left the think tank to develop their own product. And there's a reason that they used the SEC to possibly sue their competitors. But guys, we got 513 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. And Crypto Erie, just to close us out here, one of our listeners said, point blank, why will XDC be huge? If you had to answer that right now, what would you say? Why? So the question is, why will it be huge? Well, it has... Uh, gigantic utility you know it has utility for payments it has utility for bridging it has utility for staking it has just an incredible amount of utility the fact that it's got the staking component right now I, i'm just sure that's going to be a big part of the sbi vc trade site um i i think that that when you see this, uh, I, I would I, I don't know this for a fact, but this is the kind of this is the kind of token when it gets liquidity, when it has a liquidity provider, a market maker like B2C2 handling the liquidity. This is when the biggest exchanges around the world start paying attention because that's what these exchanges need. They they can't list a token that doesn't have good liquidity. So this is going to give it amazing liquidity and i think you're going to see just you know the ecosystem grow and with web3 like they say in their interview with web3 there is great need and capability to have smart contract and so this is a this is a this is a uh, it's got very fast transactions it's very cheap to transact i mean fractions of a penny like like xrpl um oh my gosh it's so yeah, I'm a big XDC fan, and I think that you could even see maybe Flare Networks incorporated into their um, blockchain solution because they're connecting everybody. So I I just think there's just a lot of uh, super potential with this XDC token. I'm going to be in um, Austin, Texas in August at their very first conference. So I, if you live near Austin and you want to learn more about XDC and the um, the DeFi that they're doing and all of the current companies that have built on their protocol, that would be a good conference to attend. And a fun conversation, well, not really fun, but a different type of conversation we're going to use to close out the show is FTX founder Sam Bankman-Fried has been charged with bribery of allegedly paying $40 million to Chinese officials in order to reclaim a billion dollars in frozen cryptocurrency. A lot of things come to mind here, but we don't have too much time. Johnny, let's start with you and then hear from the other members. You know, being charged is one thing. Going to jail is another. So I don't really give a crap about being charged. What I want is what I want to see is the headline of when he's going to jail. So until we get that abs, I ain't holding my breath. This man gave a lot of money to a lot of powerful people. So it'd be very interesting to see what happens with him. But until we get the ruling, doesn't mean nothing to me personally, but that's just me. Maybe you know what, Crypto Ari, Let's actually end this conversation, end this show with a fun conversation. A lot of people are debating what the price could be for XRP, and we never there put you go. solid price points out like we do. But 
80 cents is another level of resistance. Once we get past 80 cents, $1.40 is a key level. What are you anticipating if the lawsuit were to end in June? Do you think there's going to be some explosive price action, a slow grind? What are you anticipating? I'm anticipating some price action in a up and to the right. How big? I don't know. I'm just hoping that for the people who've been really, really patient and still hanging on to the all-time high, which has been $3.84, I just, I just hope that for those people who have been underwater since that happened, I just hope for all those people that we go over the all-time high. What do I expect? Uh, I don't know, because it's going to be speculation right now that drives it, not utility. It's still too early. The circulating supply is still too large out there, to, and we don't have the, the amount of use cases yet uh, to really drive it in the supply and demand category for that. So I, I I just don't know. We go to totally rely on speculation. I think it could be huge, but I mean, I just don't know. And I just, like I said, I'll just say that I hope for all those that are still underwater from $3.84 that they, that it exceeds that price. And you John, know, the monthly, but Oh, floor is yours, bro. You know, I'm glad you said that uh, crypto, because a lot of people don't realize that we are in a speculative market still. I mean, we're, a lot of people here so early feel late. They feel like utility. Everybody else is all the time. You know, you'll see one agreement or one announcement Ripple will make that somebody's in the ODL and they're like, why is it XRP up $2? You know, it's like, guys, it's not enough. We For it to really, really matter, we need full-blown adoption. And that's, you know, nobody's going to like this statement, but that's five to 10 years away. And look at Amazon. Amazon was $17. In, in 19, whatever, 94, and it was 3,300 in 2020, 2021, it took 20 years later. So the reality is, you know, there's this false, you know, thing, oh, you're going to flip the switch and it's going to be on tomorrow and it's going to be $10 million. And the reality is, no, you're right. This is a speculative play for now. Eventually, everything we're in, some of it will turn into real world use cases, no question about it. And that's real utility. And then you'll see, you know, really what the true price action or real price discovery is. But for now, agree with you totally. It's speculation. And the reality is right now, we're not in a bull run. We're in a, yeah. kind of like a bear run. There's no money out there. Liquidity's mm -hmm. low and everything. People aren't spending money. The economy's going to shit. I don't anticipate a huge, huge pump in XRP, even if we win the case. Now, I hope I'm wrong, but the reality is so spot on. We are in a speculative mm -hmm. play. Now, when the monkey's off its back and we go into the next bull run, I expect us to break the all-time highs in that next bull run. How high we go? Well, that's what's going to be exciting. We'll have to And, wait. Ari, before we get a comment from you, I'd like to ask the live chat. If you guys agree with Johnny Crypto, if you think we're going to go over $1 after the lawsuit, put a 1 in the live chat. If you think we're going to stay below a dollar, put a 2 in the live chat. I'm interested to hear from the community. But, Ari, what's on your mind? I just had one thought that I would just feel so bad if I forgot to say when you asked me what wallets do I use? And I can't believe that I forgot to mention that I use Bifrost. And so I would have felt horrible if I didn't mention that the Bifrost, the Towo Labs group that built that app and the, the safety and the, and the fact that they are such an important part of this ecosystem, I just would have felt terrible if I forgot to mention that's also one of the wallets that I use. I just wanted to say that, but very, yeah, very cool. I think it's been a really great night and very fun. And thank you so much for inviting me.
Thank you so yeah. much, Terry. And we're looking forward to having you again. Johnny, I, I will address that, but there's one conversation I think we should have before she goes. We, we There was an article circulating a couple of weeks ago where it said Ripple's new central bank system or whatever they were calling it, it doesn't need to include XRP. We brought our listeners the truth around that issue. XRP is the liquidity between central bank digital currencies. And we even showed our listeners an article where today Ripple's working with over 20 countries in developing a CBDC. So maybe you can elaborate on that. Do you agree with our claim that XRP is the liquidity between central bank digital currencies and the fact that even though Ripple's new system doesn't use XRP, it is compatible with the XRPL? Well, there's been a video that's been made by Ripple that shows that XRP can definitely be the bridge uh, for that. What we have learned, though, in the recent interview with Brooks Entwistle from Singapore with Digifin, Digfin, Digfin, he did an he did an, an interview. The one corridor, or the one, the single, the single-sided corridor. So, like, if you are going from Hong Kong to um, Hong Kong to Singapore in a closed corridor where they have trust among their two central banks and they're gonna do atomic swaps with like an Enbridge. That is a big, big challenge, Brooks and Twistle said, that there is no reason in a, single, in a single-sided corridor where you've got the central banks doing atomic swaps, you would need to have a bridge. But there's not going to be that trust among central banks <laughs> everywhere in the world. I mean, it's just, that's impossible. That will never happen. So there's going to be situations that central banks will need to have that bridge with a neutral asset and XRP is built for that. And if they are using a rail that is interoperable, then it would make sense to use it, especially if they can get that liquidity up. And and the liquidity hub is going to work on that, I'm sure, once this case is over. Exactly. And we've got some confirmation of that uh, on Twitter a couple of weeks ago. But Johnny, I know you had some closing remarks, so the floor is yours. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I like to I like to remind our audience <laughs> sometimes you get these crazy statements out here. Uh, you know, we did talk about Crypto Lulu and what we could see for prices after settlement. But I think, you know, this is where people take things and they spin the context. Yes, we said possibly as high as $50, but not directly after the settlement. That was after the settlement and five to 10 or 50 years when we're actually. I, was say, I, don't, I never remember us saying $50. No, I would have never said. No, 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 no. We way. did say, well, because we did look at, you know, multiple Fibonacci extensions and 50, you know, was something that he had on there and so did I. But that was, that was when we're talking full blown utility five to 10 years later. So I'm just setting the record straight because people tend to forget. We say a lot of things. We talk a long time. Is 50 possible? Yeah, maybe. But. 15 years from now, not after settlement. There ain't no way we're going to see $50 after settlement. I'm going on the record saying that right now. I hope I'm wrong, but highly unlikely. Most likely, you know, if we get, if we see five to 10 bucks, I'll be happier than the pig and you know what. Absolutely, guys. And it's always fun talking about price targets here, but we got 511 live listeners joining us. Show us some love. Smash that like button. We're going to close this show out the same way we always do by saying thank you to each one of our special guests. Thank you to Crypto Airy. Thank you to Mario, aka the Note Defender. And thank you to Johnny Crypto, the Italian stallion himself. We're going to see you guys in 23 hours. And like we always say, Warriors, rise. Get your shit together, baby. Thank you for joining us. Let's go. Let's go.